we've heard about the importance of the Guru's message and the importance of recognizing the false message. And in this verse, we're going to be trying to understand what is the impact that the Guru's words is having on our minds and how does it begin to transform our lives. We're looking at verse 25 today and the Guru begins by saying, The Guru's word is a jewel encrusted with diamonds. A mind that embraces the jeweled word will merge into it. When the mind unites with the word, it feels love for the permanence. The divine itself is the diamond, itself the jewel, to whom it gives they receive. Says Nanak, the word is a jewel encrusted with diamonds. We've been hearing about how the Guru's message is the wisdom of all wisdoms, the greatest message. What is it that is so great about this message and what's the impact that it's having in our lives? Guruji starts by saying, Gurka Shabad Ratanha, Hire Jit Jarao. The Guru's word is a jewel encrusted with diamonds. So what's being taught here is that the Guru's message is a wealth, is a treasure that is of the highest value in life. The most important and valuable thing in life is this. And it says that these words are inlaid with diamonds because every line of the Guru reveals something new about you. You learn something more about who you are. Think about the words being used here, a jewel encrusted with diamonds. I think about how you see in the news, celebrities like to put diamonds on everything. They put diamonds on their phones, on their cars. They even put them on their teeth. And it feels like the more outrageous things that they do with these jewels, it seems to gain the most attention. And what they're doing is they're demonstrating their wealth. They're saying, look at me, look at the biggest diamonds that I have. And the ones who have the, 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 the most sparkling and uh, diamonds and jewels and seem to gain the most attention. And the Guru is asking us, well, who has the diamond-studded mind? Who has thoughts that are shining? Let's think about what these diamonds are. What is Guru trying to say? So far in Anansaib, there have been so many different virtues and qualities, human traits that are associated with divine thinking. And we've already seen these mentioned so far in the previous verses. We've seen words about sahaj, tranquility, eternal wisdom and truth, being desireless, overcoming the mind, the ego, overcoming the five distractions, transcending death, surrendering and accepting life. So the Guru has already shown us that the mind can be in a much more elevated and enlightened state with all of these qualities. And these are really the diamonds that the Guru's words has for you. This is what is available to you. So this wisdom, this Shabad, is inlaid with diamonds. The Guru's words has the ability to deliver all of these jewels to you. And these jewels are virtues, qualities that you can have with yourself. So what the Guru's message is trying to do is it's trying to replace your selfish tendencies with divine qualities. And the Guru goes on to say, Shabad Ratan Jitman Laga Ihoa Samao a mind that embraces the jeweled word will merge into it. Once you are colored with this divine mindset, 
that mind cannot remain the same anymore. It's become transformed. It is now of a higher version of itself. And so you begin to change from a human to divine. I like to think of it almost as the modern day superhero. Not one that has powers to fly or shoot lasers out of its eyes, but a human who is far more capable of dealing with life, far more able to glide through life when everyone else seems to be drowning in all of their sorrows and troubles. The divine human, the one who has the divine understanding, is able to deal with life in a much better way. And so what, much like the superheroes that you see in the movies, where you have an ordinary person who then falls into some sort of trap or they, they get caught by something or they get somehow infected by something and all of a sudden they're no longer who they used to be. And they were an ordinary person before and now they are reborn. They're new with these super abilities. And so there's this drastic transformation from who they used to be and what they used to be able to do to who they are now. And really what the Guru is doing is dissolving the old mind into the wisdom. When the wisdom becomes something that you cover your mind with, then all of a sudden you are transformed into a new, renewed way of, of, of thinking. And so what the Guru is trying to imply here is whatever words you expose yourself to, whatever thoughts and ideas you surround yourself with, that determines who and how you become. That determines what kind of person you are. So Guru is now using this word Shabad to try and give an indication of what your mind is really doing. And I think it's really important that we spend a little bit of time trying to understand what the mind really is. What is this thing that we are constantly referring to as the mind? You know, we all know that we have a mind. We all are aware that we have thoughts, but we never really sit back and analyze our mind. We never really think, what is the mind? What are we doing with it? What is it, what is it, what is it made of? The way I like to think about the mind is as though it is a whirlpool of thoughts and words and ideas. Because if you think about the mind, it's, there's, there's constantly thoughts going on in there, but what is, what is the nature of thoughts itself? Sometimes thoughts are visual, they're imagery, but you can't really have thoughts without words itself. So the words that are going on in your head really begin to shape what your life is like. And, and words is called Shabad. In the, in the Indian languages, the word Shabad means words. So our mind is literally made of Shabads, is made of words. And we'll know this through our own experience. The words that are going on and being repeated in your mind have a direct impact on how we feel. There's always a story going on in our minds. Any situation that happens in life, our mind straight away has a reaction. And you only have to just think about when you're driving and some other driver is driving in an in a erratic kind of way, your mind starts using negative language towards that person. You start thinking words that you would never say out loud. And what that begins to do is that it starts to change how you feel. So you feel perfectly fine one moment, an event happens, a thought is triggered automatically. We like to think that we are actually thinking these thoughts, but we're not. These thoughts are just happening. So an event happens and our mind says something. 
has a dialogue, shouts something out within itself. And then those words then begin to change how you feel. You didn't feel like that a moment ago. As soon as that event happened, your mind told you how to feel about that event, how to look at that event as either positive or negative. And so we begin to learn a very important truth about how we live. And this truth is, as I think, so I feel. As I perceive, so I receive. The way I think about the world, the thoughts that are going on in my head have a direct impact on how I feel about life. The way I think, perceive about the world is the way I receive, the way that the world seems to deliver to me. And we only have to think about an example of the last time we had an argument with someone. And you know that whenever you have an argument with someone, at the end, you might go your separate ways, but what does your mind do? Have you ever noticed? Your mind continues to have that argument. In fact, your mind will just replay the entire argument again and again. And maybe you'll start thinking about, this is what I should have said, I could have said this. And what you'll notice is that as long as that story is going on, as long as you're replaying the story within your mind, the feelings perpetuate. The same emotions persist as long as the same words are going on again and again. Now, have you ever thought that sometimes you're feeling really negative or down or there's a particular emotion, something you're going through, and then all of a sudden your phone rings? What does your mind do straight away? You know that you can't demonstrate those feelings to another person. They won't understand. They're not, you don't want to reveal that side of yourself. So your mind has a story. I feel really bad. This shouldn't have happened. This happened. They said this. They said that. And the phone rings or the doorbell rings and you have to answer straight away. So what you do is immediately you're able to switch that thought off. Immediately you're able to interrupt that thought pattern in order to answer the phone or to answer the door. What's going on there? What that demonstrates is even though your mind is thinking a particular thing, it can instantly be switched off just by another event. And you can choose to just switch that off straight away. And we don't really realize that this is happening within us and we have the ability to switch off emotions. We think that whatever our emotions, whatever we're feeling, we're a victim to that. We just have to carry on with that. And so if the thoughts continue in our mind and if, if there's no interruption, then the emotions continue. And I've met people who have the same story going on in their mind for years. I meet people all the time and sometimes you'll meet someone and within a minute or two, they'll tell you about something that happened 10 years ago. They'll say, oh, 10 years ago, my loved one passed away. And straight away, I'll know, oh, that's your story. That's the story that you keep repeating in your mind. That's the story that you keep telling yourself again and again. And they don't realize that that's something that they're telling themselves. And so where that story continues, that emotion continues. And so the Guru is trying to show us that if you continue to practice the same thoughts, if you go to the same places, your mind will, will have the same thoughts. The same inner dialogue is going to happen with the same external stimulus. And we begin to start understanding our relationship with the world. And you'll notice this again and again. You go to work and 
there's a colleague that you don't get along with. You don't see them very often, but whenever you see them, the same thoughts come back. When you have an argument with someone, maybe that person that you had the argument with, maybe they've forgotten about it. Maybe they've moved on, but you haven't moved on. The same story is going on again and again. So if you keep exposing yourself to the same scenarios, the same situations, you will have the same thoughts. And there's a way to break this habitual thought patterns. You don't need to continue the same inner dialogue all the time. Because if you continue it all the time, these thoughts become your identity. And what I mean by that is you keep repeating those thoughts so often that eventually you associate yourself with those thoughts. You are that idea. You are that person. You are that person for whom those thoughts are a reality. We associate those thoughts as our own. And what the Guru is saying is that there are techniques with words to interrupt that story. Let me repeat that again. If you have stories and ideas and conversations and dialogues that are going on in your mind all the time that are not serving you, that are unhealthy for you, the Shabad, the Guru's word, is a technique using words to interrupt your old thought patterns. And so we begin to now learn how if we transform our thoughts, we transform our lives. If we transform how we think, we transform how we feel and who we are as a person. Not just how we feel, who we are. Because remember, if we keep having those thoughts, we believe we are the, that person. I am the person for whom this has happened. Or I am a person who always thinks like this or for whom this always happens. How many times have you heard people say, oh, I'm just an unlucky person. And all that means is that's the story going on in their head. Or for people who say, I am going through this trauma or I am depressed. That's a story that they keep telling themselves again and again. And we begin to understand that if you change the story, you change the experience of life for that person. So we need to learn that the narrative, the Shabad, the words that are happening in our minds are the most important factor that determines how we feel about life. And Guru is saying, Shabad Siti Manamilya Satcha Laya Pao. When the mind unites with the word, it feels love for the permanence. So if your mind is always repeating me thinking, then we identify with that. And what is the, the, the one constant thought that's always there? Regardless of the scenario, the one thought that's always there is me. I am. That's the one thought that is always there, regardless of the things that are happening all around you. So of course, we identify with that me, the I am. And the Guru is reframing our understanding of what life is. And this is why the Guru uses this technique of you. The tuhi, tuhi, tu, tu. This constantly repeating, this is you, this is you, this is you. Remember what Naam is. Naam is a word that transforms you to Naame, not me. The name transforms you to not me. I am not me. This is you. Everything is you. The whole universe is you. It's not me. It's not my story. So the Guru is changing our thinking, giving us a wider perspective of who we really are. And the Guru reveals that this is not your story. The true story that's going on is that life is doing it to itself. This is the ultimate truth. This is the such. 
This is a permanent truth that has always been there. The story of life is not your individual story. It is the story of life itself. And so the Guru says time and time again, you need to surround yourself with this wisdom because when you keep exposing yourself to this wisdom, that wisdom will start to seep into the mind. Your mind will start to now learn a new way of thinking. And ultimately, if there's one thing that the Guru is trying to do here is to transform your thinking. That's why this tradition is called Gurmat, the enlightened intellect, the awakened mindset, the wisdom of enlightenment. That is what the Guru is giving you. It is taking the Manamat, the mind's own methods and transforming them and saying, you, the mind, you don't know what you're doing. The Guru is saying, it is the enlightened mind that you need and you all have access to this. Now, what's the difference between our mind and the Guru's mind? Why, why, why is there such a stark difference? Why is it that our mind is not able to think like this? What is, where is this wisdom coming from? Where it's coming from is an internal awareness. The spiritual masters throughout time, throughout human history, have found a presence within them, have gone in and studied their own minds. They are experts of the mind. They are not just saying this because they've read it in a book or heard it from somewhere else. They have gone and looked within themselves, understood, ah yes, this is really how the mind is. This is what I truly am. They've understood that awareness that is inside them. They've, they've reflected on that. They have experienced it. They are coming from that space. They understand that their awareness, their presence, is their truest nature itself. The Guru's word, the words that they speak, the words that we are analyzing here, are the words of those realized individuals who have realized their own subtle life energy. And the reason I'm taking the conversation in this direction is because there is a second meaning of this word Shabad. The first meaning of this word Shabad means words. Another meaning of the word Shabad is sound or vibration. So these words are coming from that person who has found their own inner vibration, who have gone so deep within themselves, who have understood themselves at such a deeper level that they realize, I am not the words of my mind, I am the presence of my awareness. Within me there is a presence. When you go within your mind and try and find who am I, what am I, the same truth, the same reality that has come out of this inquiry from all human beings who have gone into this is they have realized, I am awareness. There is a witnessing, there is a presence, there is a life presence, aliveness within me. That is the ultimate truth of who I am and I can't take ownership of that awareness. I can't say that this is my awareness or my aliveness, it just is. Aliveness is there within me and that is my ultimate reality. That inner thing, aliveness, awareness, consciousness, vibration, call it whatever you want, that is also called Shabbat. So when you discover that part of you and you try and put the vibration into words, that Shabbat becomes words. So from the awareness of presence, they spoke these words. This is why it is called the Sachi Bani, the always true words. And the, the Sachi Bani, the words, 
are spoken so that you can go back to your own awareness. And so what is happening here is we are being delivered external words, which is Shabbat, to allow you to realize your internal Shabbat. External words are being used to make you go back into your internal awareness. Shabbat is being used to make you realize Shabbat. And when you recognize that your true nature is not yours, you recognize your truest nature as it, as the oneness, rather than me. Your mind begins to understand itself as the permanent life force of life. Your mind begins to understand these thoughts are happening, but that's not my ultimate reality. And this is something that you can practice. You can sit back and you can look at your thoughts. And the question that you have to ask yourself is, if I can recognize that a thought is coming, then who is it that is recognizing the thought? Where is this recognition coming from? And those who haven't practiced this or who are untrained in this, in this method will have another thought that comes and says, well, I'm just a thought. Everything is just a thought. My awareness must also be a thought, but it's not. The quality of awareness is very different to the quality of thoughts. And you only know this when you spend time with it, when you go and look within yourself, sit, and you'll notice that thoughts can come and go, but your awareness can't, can't come and go. Your awareness is always there. This is the inner Shabbat, the life presence that's inside every single one of you. This is why the spiritual masters have said, you're not gonna be able to find this outside. No matter how much you read and how much you practice, you're going to have to go in. You're going to have to look within yourself and you will realize, yes, I can recognize thoughts. And so there is an awareness within me that is able to sit and recognize thoughts. I like to use this analogy of being at a train station and you're standing on the platform. Trains are coming and going, but you remain on the platform. In the same way, your awareness can watch thoughts come and go, but awareness remains the same. It doesn't go anywhere. So the core of who you are, the root of the human experience is awareness. And that's always there. That's why it's called a such. It's always there. It's still, remember right at the beginning, in the very first verse of Anansaib, we heard Satgurta Paya Sehaj Seti. When I found the Guru, I also obtained Sehaj stillness, tranquility. So the very root of who you are is a stillness, is a tranquility, but it's there. It's not empty. It's not invisible. It's not missing something. It very much is there. It has a presence. It has a quality to it. And so another way to think about this is as though your true nature is like the sky. There is a blue sky always there. Thoughts may come and go like clouds. And sometimes there are very thick and heavy clouds. Sometimes the, the, the thoughts are so dark, so heavy. There is so much clouds that the sky becomes invisible. But when you understand and practice, this is who you really are. The root of who you are is the sky, is not these thoughts. You will be able to separate yourself from it. You will be able to recognize that thoughts will come, but thoughts will also go. Let them come and let them go. 
And when this becomes your understanding of yourself, you are not in love with the thoughts anymore. You are not so attached to the thoughts anymore. Love builds for the sky, not for the clouds. When you see that that's what you really are. And that's what the Guru is saying here. Shabad Siddhi Man Milya Satche Laya Pao when the mind unites with this word, when it connects with what this word really is, and now the Shabbat doesn't just mean the external words, but the internal presence, it begins to connect and fall in love with that which is its true reality, its permanence, its such. Ape hira ratan ape jisnu de bujhai. The divine itself is the diamond. It itself is the jewel. To whom it gives, they receive. Through this understanding, you begin to realize that Ape Hira Ratan Ape. It is the wisdom. It is the jewel. It is you. Life is working through you. Nothing is yours itself. This oneness is you. This oneness is thoughts. This oneness is the wisdom to awaken your thoughts. You know, sometimes we hear these ideas of oneness consciousness, presence, awareness, and the mind doesn't know what to do with it. It thinks that it's really far away. And that's because we don't know the experience of it. And I like to think of the example that it's almost like one fish swimming up to another one and saying, so where's this water that everyone keeps talking about? The fish is totally oblivious to water. It doesn't know what water is even though it's living in in water it's swimming in water it's breathing water in everything it sees is happening within water itself but it doesn't know what it is it's too close and it doesn't understand what is it that it's looking for and in the same way when we talk about these things our mind is so trained to look outside that we don't understand that it's the very act of looking that is awareness it's the very thing that's inside us and, and we're always looking for something because we give it names like God, Ram, Krishna, Allah and we think that there's something out there but what is being spoken of is not a person, is not a being that we can communicate and talk to like it's something different to us, like we can have a conversation with each other, we think we can have a conversation with God but the reality is that it is everything that you are and the mind just forgets this. The mind doesn't know how to see from this level. And it is with grace that you begin to understand and recognize that it is the one looking. It is the one speaking. It is the awareness behind everything else. So the very conversation that I'm having, the very eyes that are looking outside are its eyes. The fact that there is a presence of aliveness within me, that is what that is. And we are so distracted all the time, not able to understand that the things that we're looking at are not the most important jewel in life. It is that which is looking, which is the jewel in life. So this is the nature of the jewel. It's hard to come by because we don't realize that it's within us. Our mind is constantly looking outside, so we don't realize that the jewel is there. And even if it's there, sometimes we don't know how to access it. And this is where the Guru has said time and time again, spend your time with this wisdom. Spend your time with the people who are practicing this wisdom. Actually have a practice. 
have all those things and then the final element is have that grace have that patience it's there you just need to clear through some of the the clouds let some of the clouds go before you can see the sky let them disappear let them dissipate so this is the nature of it it is precious when it is received it is so precious when you see it finally for what it is and even then just like the sky you can't grab it you can't hold on to it as soon as you try to hold on to it it's gone again so it's there it's constantly there within you you need to remember that it's constantly there within you and then whenever troubles and problems are happening in life you need to realize and have the the, the wisdom of the guru and the practice and the, the the methodology of the guru to interrupt the words that are happening it's almost like a lightning that strikes and pushes all the clouds away have a practice that interrupts that internal narrative that's going on so that you can bring yourself back to that awareness that i am not my thoughts i am not my body i am not me this is you and when the mind starts to understand the difference between these two it'll begin to recognize when it is in the bliss of its own awareness or whether it's in the roller coaster of emotions and thoughts and guru ends by saying keh nanak shabd ratan hai hira jit jirao says nanak the word is a jewel encrusted with diamonds the guru's words lead you to this priceless awareness that is waiting to be revealed to you answer these questions either by writing them down or discussing them in your group what is the most precious thing in your own life how do you understand shabad as words and vibration which internal stories do you repeat regularly that cause you to suffer can the guru's word help you to break habitual thought patterns Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. Nanak Nam is here to help transform the lives of people all around the world through the wisdom of Gurmat spirituality. And none of this work is possible without your support. If you feel that even more people could benefit by hearing Guru Nanak's message of oneness, then please consider setting up a regular monthly donation by visiting our website nanaknam.org/donate. With your support We're taking Gurmat Global.